We're going to do a song here and let these guys show off a little bit. This is an old tune. It's about um, a couple hundred years old. It's called Brethren We Have Met to Worship. And... Welcome to the Sidman United Methodist Church and for the live stream for Dunlow, Sidman, and Beaverdale United Methodist Churches online. Um, if you could please rise, we'll sing our hymn of peace first. That's number 234, Crown Him with Many Crowns.
That is a response of reading Psalm 100. The words are printed behind me or in the Pew Bible. That's it on page 516. Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who has made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Um, you may be seated for the announcements. Today we have the blessing of baptism. That's of Jackson Apley. He is the son of Noel and Brendan Apley. Um, after church, there will be a brief council meeting. If you are on council, please stay for that. There's a TCBY meeting at five o'clock this evening. Candy making, candy selling is going on right now. Form on the back table, or there um, are youth members in the congregation that you can see to buy. Uh, they're making the candy on Saturday, December 10th, um, starting at 8 a.m., and then the delivery will be the following week. You can read about Beaverdale's announcements, Bible study, and soup sales going on there, Dunlow's, um, Hanging the Greens, ladies meeting, Bible study going on at Dunlow, and then the charge announcements at the bottom. Um, the community Thanksgiving service will be held at Elton at three o'clock this year on Sunday, November 20th. That is also Christ the King Sunday. Uh, Thursday the 24th is Thanksgiving. Oh, I'm sorry, that's today. The community Thanksgiving service is today. Um, Thanksgiving is this week, and then next Sunday is the first Sunday of Advent already. Does anybody else have any other announcements? Okay. If there are none, if the children would like to come forward for the children's message. Thanks. 
Thanksgiving, we're reminded that we need to be grateful for things that we have. You know, there are people right now, we're sitting here in this warm church with clothes, warm clothes, and we'll go home to warm houses, and we'll go home to food in a refrigerator. And there are some people in this world, your age, younger, older, and they haven't eaten for two or three days or longer. And that's normal. We are blessed. There are people right now in our own country like that. There are people in our own country right now who don't even have a house. They live in a box if they're, and they think they're lucky. Boy, aren't we blessed. Wow. Unbelievably blessed. And so at Thanksgiving, we kind of take that time where we say, you know what? We really are, we really are blessed with a lot of things. And where do those blessings all come from? God. Sure, our parents put the food in the fridge and the clothes on our back, but it's God who makes it possible for them to have their jobs or the knowledge that they need to have those jobs. God gives up all of that, but he uses people here on earth to kind of provide those things. And so when at Thanksgiving, we need to remember, we need to be thankful for everything we have. It all comes from God. Even though mom or dad gives it to us, God makes it possible for them to do that, to provide that. And so when we are blessed with those things, we need to remember not just on Thanksgiving, but every day to be thankful. And there are a couple ways we always think about being thankful. Maybe we simply say, thanks. But the next time you say thanks, look at that person right in the eye. And almost have a stare down with them. Thank you. Because you want to make eye contact so that they know that it's not just a word, it's something you're feeling. You can write a thank you letter, right? We've got to wait for thank you letters. We might send a text with an emoji, but when you get that thank you letter, it shows you took that effort. And so at Thanksgiving, what's this word missing? What's missing from that word? The G, right, in Thanksgiving? Maybe we need to start thinking it as, thinking it of it as thanks living. We need to live thankful every day. And the way we live thankful, is by living a life of thankfulness all the time. By doing things for people. Do nice things for people. Sure, it's great to say thank you or drop that letter off, or that note you may, or that emoji, or whatever you do. But if we live a thankful life, then that's really doing what God wants us to do, not just on one special day every day of the year. That's it, okay? Dear Lord, all that we have comes from you. All of our blessings come from you. Thank you for allowing us to be that avenue or that mode to take those blessings and put them out into the world. You remind us that every day is Thanksgiving and we need to live a life of thankfulness for all that you have given us. Worship the King, page 10 in your handle, or on the screen.
Please be seated. And let us pray. <coughs> All things come from you, O God, and with gratitude we return to you what is yours. You created all that is, and with love formed us in your image. When our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You gave your only Son, Jesus Christ, to be our Savior. All that we are and all that we have is a trust from you. And so, in gratitude for all your gifts, we offer you ourselves and all that we have in union with Christ's offering for us. By your Holy Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, through Jesus Christ our Savior. Dear Lord, we offer prayers for the good health and well-being of the members of this congregation, their families, friends, and neighbors. We pray for law enforcement, and we pray for the military, especially our own Second Lieutenant Carl Smith. We pray for health workers and firefighters. We pray for the leaders of our country, our community, and our church. We pray for the health issues that most of us are faced with throughout our daily lives. We ask that we be given the strength to, to learn how to cope with these uh, health issues that there seems to be no cure for. We just have to bear with it throughout our lives. We pray for the well-being and safety of our youth. We offer prayers, prayers that are being offered for all those concerns and prayers that are on the minds of the members of this congregation. May all those offering prayers have the confidence that their prayer is being heard and an answer is on the way. May they all come to feel comfortable that they have expressed compassion for the people that they care for. We pray for Tom and Roseanne Burkett. Now, dear Lord, if there was a name that came to the minds of the people while we were praying, let them say those names out loud. Dear Lord, let us bring our prayer time to a close by praying the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Would the ushers please come forward for the presentation of our tithes, gifts, and offerings.
before you today on the Sunday in November to offer, extend to you our tithes, our gifts, and our offerings. It's good that we come together to hear your word, to sing your hymns, and to recite your psalms. We thank you, dear Lord, for this. We thank you for the two young boys who are here with us today to present these tithes, gifts, and offerings to you so you can use them to help with the running of your church here in Sidman and with the passing of your word throughout the area. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, Master, Teacher, and Friend. Amen. Please be seated. And now if we could have uh, 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 Noel, Brendan, and Jackson come forward. Did you want other people up here with you? They're your godparents? That's why you look like him. Yeah. Don't you think they look alike? I thought it was his brother. Do you have a brother? No, you do not. Well, you got one now. It looks very much like you. Now, can you see the, the screen? Why don't you change places then? He was watching something on the pulpit. It wasn't me, but he was watching something up, up there. Brothers and sisters in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism, we are initiated into Christ's holy church. We are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation and give new birth through water and the spirit. All this is God's gift offered to us without price. Who are you presenting to be baptized today? Just say his name. Jackson Mead. On behalf of the whole church, I ask you, now listen to the first word I said, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in his grace, and promise to serve him as your Lord, in union with the church which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races? Now there's a change Will you nurture this child in Christ's holy church, that by your teaching and example they may be guided to accept God's grace for themselves, to profit their faith open to profess their faith openly and to lead a Christian life. Congregation, do you as Christ's body, the church, reaffirm both your rejection of sin and your commitment to Christ? Will you nurture one another in the Christian faith and life and include these persons now before you in your care?
Let us join together in professing the Christian faith as contained in the scriptures of the Old and New Testament. Do you believe in God the Father? Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? Father, when nothing existed but chaos, you swept over the dark waters and brought forth light. In the days of Noah, you saved those on the ark through water. After the flood, you set in the clouds a rainbow. When you saw your people as slaves in Egypt, you led them to freedom through the sea. Their children you brought through the Jordan to the land which you promised. In the fullness of time you sent Jesus, nurtured in the water of a womb. He was baptized by John and anointed by your spirit. He called his disciples to share in the baptism of his death and resurrection and to make disciples of all nations. Pour out your Holy Spirit to bless this gift of water and those who receive it to wash away their sins and clothe them in righteousness throughout their lives, that dying and being raised with Christ, they may share in his final victory. starts crying or, or gets upset in any way, he's gone back into mom's arms. Hey, hello there. How are you? You've been watching me all morning. You were watching me while I was reading there. And you're watching me now. How are we? Huh? How are you doing? Oh, okay, okay. We'll get this over with as soon as possible. Jackson Mead, I baptize you in the name of the Father. In the name of the Son. Come on, one more, one more. Oh, you're doing okay. All right. Oh, one more. And this Holy Spirit. God bless you, Jackson. God bless you. Oh, you're getting ready to face. What's the matter? What's the matter? Oh, now we quiet down. Are you starting to smile? No. So he goes back to mom and dad. Ah. Now he stops. Oh. No. 
He's not done. He's not done yet. Maybe the water bothered him. It's not really cold water. The Holy Spirit, may the Holy Spirit work within you, that being born through water and the Spirit, you may be faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Now, we have for you the exact service that we're saying now. The, 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 the certificate of baptism has been filled out with Jackson Mead's name on it and your two names on it. And here is a baptismal candle. What's recommended is that November 20th, 2023, you pull that out and read through the service and light the candle. Okay? And then you do it on 2024, 2025. You do it every year on November, November the 20th on his anniversary of his, of his baptism. Okay? Do we, do we understand that? Uh, I'm not even going to give you a hard time, so you get off easy today. Now it is our joy to welcome our new brother in Christ. Members of the household of God, I commend this little baby boy to your love and care. Do all in your power to increase their faith, confirm their hope, hope, and perfect them in love. The congregation responds by saying, we give thanks for all. There's nothing left there. We give thanks that the system comes alive. I'll read it instead. We give thanks for all. What? We give thanks for all that God has already given you, and we are welcome you in Christian love. As members together with you in the body of Christ and in this congregation of the United Methodist Church, we renew our covenant faithfully to participate in the ministries of the church by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, and our service, that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. Now, you don't have to say anything. The God of all grace who has called us to eternal glory in Christ, establish you and strengthen you by the power of the Holy Spirit that you may live in grace and peace. Amen. The guy is going to sleep in her arms. I'm glad he went to sleep in her arms and not my arms while I was talking. Okay, thank you. Thank you for, for being agreeing to be there. The godparents, you know what that means? Yeah, okay. Any questions? No? Okay, you can go back so he can stare at me during the, uh, during the sermon. That's encouraging, though. Yeah. My first baptism here, my first baptism in all three churches was, was here. With Jackson Mead. Okay, let's see, where are we now? We're at the scripture reading. This is the last day of Luke, although he may come up occasionally, because this is the last day of the liturgical year. Next week starts a new liturgical year. We return to the book of Matthew, which you've, ne you've never heard me preach on Matthew, because I came here at the end of Mark, and then we went into Luke. So we got one book done altogether.
So this, this is uh, uh, Luke 1, uh, chapter verses 67 through 80. It's known as Zechariah's song. His father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he said through his holy prophets of long ago, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to rescue us from the land of our enemies, hand of our enemies, and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in the darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet onto the path of peace. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, and he lived in the wilderness until he appeared publicly to Israel. Words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. That was John the Baptist's father. He, uh, he uh, because he questioned the angel Gabriel, who said, uh, your wife, Elizabeth, is going to have a baby. Of course, Zachariah didn't believe it because uh, Elizabeth was about 80 years old. Wasn't heard of in those days. So he questioned it. And because he questioned it, he, was, he couldn't talk for the next nine months, which wasn't too great for Zachariah, but I'm sure Elizabeth enjoyed it because she didn't have to listen to her husband talk for nine months. And these are one of the, from, from the first words that he spoke were the ones that I just, I just read to you, Zechariah's uh, song. So this is uh, the time before sunrise is called, does anybody know? The time before sunrise is called dawn. The time after sunset is called dusk. 30 minutes before sunrise is dawn. 30 minutes after sunset is dusk. That's what we're dealing with today. Just as the first glimmer of light that brings hope after a long night, so the birth and ministry of John the Baptist will be providing a glimmer of hope to those who face darkness and death. The sunrise is the birth of Jesus. The dawn before the sunrise is the birth of John the Baptist. John the Baptist was destined to walk when and where God told him to. Our desire to walk when and where God tells us to walk is a choice that we need to make. At times, our disobedience to God comes from the daily pressures of doing things the way they were always done in the past. One of the first phrases that Methodist minister has to get used to when they go to a new appointment is that we've never done it that way before. We shouldn't let peer pressure and worldly attitudes make us act in ways that differ from how God would want us to act. This is our choice, to continue to do things as they were always done, or act in a way that God would want us to act. 
God is great and powerful. But sometimes, but sometimes he uses his power in ways that would surprise us. He sends a king who leads not with a sword, but with his word. He sends a king that saves not through war, but with a new way. He sends a king that leads not just with might, but with light through his teaching and life. We find all throughout Scripture praise that is given for all the moral values that are changed because of the saving work of Jesus Christ. Scriptures show the link between what God has done in the past and what God will do through the work of the Savior. In the reading, we see that the promises of God to Abraham and David are being celebrated by Zechariah because God is fulfilling them. We find it all too easy to view our spiritual life as something that can be mastered rather than something that needs to be maintained in order to build upon. Often we are tempted to put our spiritual well-being on cruise control and rest on our past activity. This action, or lack of action, is dangerous to our spiritual health. All, and we need to take steps to see that this doesn't happen. Coming to church on Sunday helps. It's not the only answer, but it helps. The world in its varied ways gives out the impression that life is a function of power. Life is meant to be more than that. Actually, life is a reflection of character. Ooh. It is because the way of life and the path to peace is not a matter of force or power. It's a matter of character. In the last 3,421 years, there's been peace for 268 of them. So that's over 3,000 years of war. Sweden hasn't been in war, hasn't been in a war since 1814. Good for Sweden. Guess where ABBA comes from? Sweden. Uh -huh. No wonder they don't have war. It is because the way of life and the path to peace is not a matter of force. I said that Jesus showed us this by his example with how he used his power. The message of God's peace comes to a world more practiced at the art of war than it is at the craft of forgiving. Our scripture reading suggests once Zechariah's ability to talk has been restored to him, he speaks as a more mature man because he has been taught by God during his nine months of silence. Zechariah shows us that even good men can get better and learn to walk in deeper trust with God. Try for one day, try for one hour to be silent. I think I'll start now. The mercy of God, the forgiveness of sins, the saving from death, all of these point to a deeper and wider meaning of being saved. Luke is preparing us to see that God, in fulfilling the promises of the Old Testament, is opening the door to a whole new world in which sin and death will be dealt with. How do we define life? 
Is it in power and in the ability to take control? Or is it in following the one who is in control? I, I taught for, for 30, 38 years, and I'm sure Annette knows this and everybody else who's in the teaching profession. At least in my music classes, I was always in control. I told that kid what to play, when to play, and how to play. In the ministry, you can't be that way. You've had to learn, learn to do something, and I'm still learning how not to be in control. It's still, it's still uh, difficult because of all those years with, uh, with teaching. I knew how the band was going to play, who was going to play what, how they were going to play. I knew all that because I was in control of that. Now it's, uh, we have to be following the one who is in control. And it wasn't me. This is what we celebrate on Christ the King Sunday. The anticipation of the season of anticipation, Advent, which starts next Sunday. And we start anticipating the arrival of Jesus Christ on Christmas Day. So let us pray. God of light, you have created a world out of darkness. Let us keep this in mind, that light always wins out over darkness. Your ways are the ways of the light. You demonstrated that by giving us the light before dawn. Let us take the light from this place of worship out into the world to be shared with those who may not have been exposed to your light. In your Son's most holy name, Jesus Christ, Amen. Let us now stand and sing our, our hymn of redemption, Victory in Jesus, number 473 in your hymnal, or the words are on the screen.
May you choose to walk when and where God tells you to walk. May you define your life by the one who is in control. And may you spend this week in preparing yourself for the coming season of Advent. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and all God's children said, Amen. Amen.